What's up, Halo fam? Halo Joe here. Just wanted to thank each and every one of you for checking out this new episode. Make sure to keep it tuned here to Halos in the Infields Baseball Network all season long as we drop content every day. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Also, make sure to crack the like button and leave a comment. Make sure you also smash that bell icon to be notified every time we drop an episode or go live. Also, check us out on our other platforms, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter. We can also be found on Apple Pod, Podbean, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Don't forget to leave that five-star review. Thank you again, Halo fam, and with that, let's get this show on the road. Hey, 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 welcome into another episode of the Halos in the Infield podcast. The trio is back with your host, Todd Fox, with the other two hosts of the show. Fernando. Fernando always jazzed up as 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 can be, but he's in LA. He's in he's in SoCal, San Diego. He's back home. So no yes. no Lone Star Halo today. Not today. He's OC Yay. Halo. Cool let's, check, <laughs> let's check out everyone's uh IE favorite. The one, the only. It's Courtney the Trash Halo. <laughs> I love the jazz hands she did. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> so look at me. Uh, but yeah, once again, uh, we're live here, or at least uh, during the game, the third game of the uh, series here with Boston. So we're monitoring that. We're going to be uh, talking about what happened prior here with the Boston Red Sox and then diving into the Marlins series. And uh, if you want this Sunday, if you have tickets or you need them, you obviously go to 714 Tickets from the beginning and also come out to the stadium and see us. We're going to have a suite. There's going to be pretty much everyone from Halos in the infield and all our friends are going to be hanging out. So if you want to come by, say hi, we'll let everyone know prior to the game. And we'll probably be walking around at some point as well. So there's yeah. that. So, Fernando, let's get started, shall we? Yeah. Uh, for starters, some news that I wanted to acknowledge. Brandon Phillips. Moment of silence for our boy. Moment of silence for the for the Kubota master. Mm. That was Brett Phillips. Did you call him Brandon? I did, did call him Brandon Phillips. My apologies. Yeah. Brett Phillips. <laughs> Brett Phillips. Yes. I was like, wait, what? We've been getting his name wrong? Yeah, no, Brett Phillips, our guy. <laughs> has been sent down outright to triple a um I, I now they have the bad boy doing the whole helmet thing sad day really is but at least he accepted the assignment so he's technically still with us what was his choice todd <laughs> what on earth could this man have said nope i'm gonna hold out for another major league contract good luck with that well i think he applied you know, with every other team to see if maybe he could put the cheese head on somebody in Milwaukee. You know, he went through all the teams first. And once he found yeah. out that that job's already been took and he's like, well, I, I still have a chance to get my hat back. The closest he could have gotten was maybe the beer chugger for the Orioles. <laughs> yeah. I think he possibly even applied for the Red Sox to push the cart. Maybe. Cart. <laughs> do they still do that? I, I I'm not sure. Did. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I don't know what the I have not paid attention to their celebration this uh, this year. Mm -hmm. I think they might have changed theirs up. Uh, if I'm, oh. I'm not mistaken, yeah. like what the are part. the Padres doing this year? Do we know? Because they 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 were kind of like some of the OG pioneers in this home run celebration thing, right? With like the swag chain thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that they kind of like started it. Yeah, I don't know if they do anything else now. I haven't really seen or paid attention to it. Yeah, I watched some of the Padres game earlier. My dad's a Padres fan, so you know we we watched a little bit of the game earlier, but they did not win today against the Nationals, so I didn't. Nor did I see a home run. So, 
Um, they have, they've been scuffling a lot, you know, like angel fans were upset there, you know, when we were 500 and still kind of, you know, not all too happy with our record, but keep in mind, we could be the Padres right now. Yeah. Honestly, we're at the point right now where uh, I, I'm starting to get that false hope. I'm yeah. starting. I mean, we're, we're in a situation here where we're very likely going to sweep the Red Sox. I and mean, right now we're still uh, going into the seventh as we speak It's seven to one. So it's looking good. I'm hoping to not jinx anything, which is why I'm stating a fact, not my opinion. But um, <laughs> not, yeah, not we're in a situation where we, where we've already won two straight series because no matter what happens during the game today, we still won the series. Uh, we beat Minnesota in a series. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's two straight teams over 500. You love to see it. Uh, the team's not looking horrible right now. They split the series versus the Orioles. I mean, what more could we possibly ask for? Not only that, Mickey Moniak is playing like a man possessed. Uh, Zach Neto is that dude. Mm-hmm. Tyler Anderson did not poop the bed today. We're we're looking all right, guys. Second best start for him this season. And then uh, Canning had a legit start last night. Great quality yep. start. Yep. Yeah, definitely. I mean, really no complaints here. I think the only only critique, and this is just me trying to live in my own perfect world, in my own perfect head, um, <laughs> I don't like the fact that even, I feel like, so right now we're currently in game three versus the Red Sox, and you could tell that he took our starters out, and I don't know if anybody else caught this um, in the broadcast, um, I think Gooby or Wayne mentioned that Otani had an optional day off today, but Otani wanted to be in the lineup. Mm-hmm. And I, I personally do not like when we already know we've taken the series, you know, we won the first two games, all of a sudden game three, you know, we start switching people around, you know, we put in, you know, our, our B guys, you know, or like some of the not frequent starters. I just feel like later on down the line, this is going to bite us in the ass like I don't I don't personally agree with it um you know because again at the end of the year you know end of August September that first week September is going to come and I'd be like oh the Angels are back five games and it's just like those are some of the games that you know maybe we could have just taken advantage of um and I I don't like the switching around because I don't feel like that's building chemistry like Walsh just came back he only played two days why are we already taking him out um, it's not like he performed terribly other than his first game, but he still made a couple of great plays at first base. So um, that's that's really my only critique. Um, just I, I I don't like the optional days off. Like, why are we still doing that? But that's just me. Especially right before an off day, right? We don't we don't yeah. play tomorrow. So why are we taking a day off now? You know, if this is. 10 to 14 straight games and we're like on day seven or eight. Okay. That makes some sense. You know, Otani just, he's already pitched twice in this stretch. You know, he's batted every game. All right. Yeah. Maybe that's when you force him to take a day off. Like, Hey bro, we want you to be good for the dog days. Okay. There's valor in that. I understand that mentality, but yeah, the day before an off day, uh, that's, that's a little weird. The way I am about it, um, they went a little overboard today, knowing that Paxton's a lefty. They took basically every lefty out of the lineup. I, I, I called it on the post game last night. I was like, dude, there's no way Moniac starts tomorrow. There's no way uh, Thice starts tomorrow. Uh, there's no way Walsh starts tomorrow. And that's exactly what happened today. He went right-handed heavy. Now it worked, but it's not worked before. And I'm with Courtney. 
I don't like the fact that, you know, we haven't earned the right to give guys days off like this because I think if we're about where Texas is or a little higher, then, yeah, I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, let's give them a day off because they've yeah. earned it. But we're, we're, we're barely yeah, we're barely over 500. And if you got a chance to step on a team's neck like they're doing tonight and getting the sweep, you by all means do it because last year and especially with Madden early, he did that where we'd be up two games and nothing in a series and then you just see the B – B minus squad, C plus squad out there. And you're like, it's like, who gives a F type performance? It's like, no, you want to win all these games as much as you can. So I'm on board with Courtney right there. There has to be like, like later on, have that killer instinct, but right now, um, or have the killer instinct now and then have those days off later. But yeah, right before a day off again, again, that's inexcusable. Especially when you're playing a team like the Red Sox. I mean, you know, say what you want. The Red Sox are a good team. You know, they typically are at least, the last decade, they've been pretty decent. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, to be able to sweep them, that's a giant momentum boost, especially after the uh, Twin Series and the Orioles Series. You know, you got to stay hot. Yeah, I agree. Oh, go ahead, Courtney. Yeah, I mean, it's just, um, you know, again, I just, I hate to be in that position where we're, you know, after the all-star break or we're later on down the line in August, you know, and we're trying to scrape together or we're trying to project and make this formula of, okay, well, we have this many games left. This is how many games we need to win. When, especially when early on in the season, we've lost games, lost two games to Oakland, um, who barely just got into their double digit wins, mind you. Um, <laughs> wonderful. We love that for them. And, you know, but we shouldn't be trying to scrape together, or make this formula later on down the line. And I've, I'm not saying that now I'm very hopeful for us. I'm definitely more hopeful this year than what, than I, what I was last year. Mm-hmm. I just have this fear of being in that position again this year. Um, do I want to oh, for playoff baseball? You mean? Yes. For playoff okay. baseball. Okay. Yes. For playoff baseball. I am fearful of, you know, mid August is going to come. We're going to have 20 games left and it's just like, Oh, we're six games behind, you know, and we have the hardest schedule coming up and it's just like, no, like we, you know, we should have taken advantage earlier in the season, you know, and things of that nature. Let me ask you guys this. So we, you know, we are now 50 games through this season. It'll be 51 by the time today's is over. Okay, so you guys know what a compliment sandwich is, right? You say one positive, a negative, and then a positive because some people can't handle just being straight up negative. So let me ask you guys this. So 50 games through the season, give me your compliment sandwich. What's one good thing about the Angels, one bad thing so far, and then one more good thing? Compliment sandwich? All right, yeah. Courtney, go for that one first because I'm I'm getting the may I'm deciding whether to put mayonnaise or mustard on the sandwich first. Go ahead. I wasn't ready to build my own creation today. <laughs> um, <Probably eat fresh. laughs> um okay. One positive is I think for for the most part, other than Anderson's uh few little mess ups and uh your boy Suarez starting rotation has, <laughs> has been a, you know pretty good. I think we've had a very decent starting rotation. So I I do like that. Um, even with Canning improving his performance. So great. Um, really no no complaints for the most part. Um, bullpen. Bullpen is shitty. I don't like our <laughs> um I I can't get on board with that. Um 
and then Moniac. Um, I think I'm really happy with Moniac. I can I can say I can honestly genuinely say that I am not surprised. Um, one of the earlier games when I think when we first brought him up, um, it was mentioned that he he was a little bit disappointed by not making the opening day roster. Yep. Um, and so I think when he was down in AAA, I think it kind of festered in him a little bit. You know, he wanted to come back with vengeance and I think he really came back to prove it. Um, I honestly believe that he needs to be our starting left fielder on an everyday basis. Um, I am not sold on Ward anymore. He's too inconsistent for me. Um, so I am team Moniac and I love the fact that we brought him up. I, I like the fact that our young guys um, including Neto. So Neto and Moniac are stepping up. Love to see it. Uh, I'd have to say for me, the bullpen getting it together, you know, uh, and, and, you know, I'm with Courtney on, on Moniac, but I'm not going to use that one. She detailed that one really good. He's been amazing. Uh, for me, it's, it's the positive has been the bullpen calming down and Neto, uh, those two guys, uh, Neto right there has just solidified his spot. He ain't going nowhere. And a guy like Fletcher has earned himself trade bait, and uh, because of that, and uh, he is doing pretty well though in AAA right now. He is, but so is so is Adele. And and yeah. and let me ask you, and and so that would be my that that would be my good. The bad would still be the inconsistencies, the inconsistency of the lineup. Because even though they're they've scored seven tonight, they could have lost game one by only scoring two runs. Uh, they were only two runs until Trout hit the very big clutch home run late in the game. So, um, you know, the lineup is very capable of scoring six to seven runs. Will they do that every night? No, but I'd like to see better hitting and running with runners in scoring position because they seem to be getting, even in games where they only score two or three runs, they're, they're still getting like nine or ten hits. So that's a positive. So I guess that would have to be my mixture sandwich right there. So for me, the number one uh, positive has been Zach Neto. What more is there to say about this guy? I mean, we we had a very very good feeling about him when we interviewed him. Yeah, uh, he was. He seemed like a kid with a good work ethic, had a great head on his shoulders. But if anybody thought that this guy was going to start off his major league career the way he did, they're lying to you. Absolute BS. There's no way any of us could have imagined that this guy was going to be the guy he's turning into. And let, uh, let's not say this guy's not batting 300. This guy isn't hitting double-digit home runs as we speak. But you know what he's doing? He is coming up in a situation where a lot of minor leaguers come up and struggle, uh, and he's proving that he belongs. You know, he doesn't have to bat 300 right now. He has to come up here and hold his own. And not only is he doing that, man, he's they threw him in the deep end, and this guy doesn't need any floaties. Yeah. You know, he's batting over 250. He's driving in runs. His power starting to come around. I can count on one hand how many errors he has with a couple fingers left to spare. You know, Rendon, who's supposed to be a gold glove caliber third baseman, has, you know, one of the league leaders in errors right now. You know, not to pick on Rendon. I'm just saying, you know, Rendon's glove has always been the benchmark. So, yeah. you know, Zach Neto is outperforming him. You know, all offseason, we were worried, like, well, we don't want the Angels to get Trey Turner, but we kind of want a shortstop option. Perry, no, nah, man. Perry was like, hey, we're going to ride the wave on the Zach Neto train, and so far he's been right. Will Neto struggle at some point? Absolutely. That's baseball. But uh, he's my one positive. Uh, my negative is going to be Taylor Ward. Um, I, I really like the guy. 
I really did. From uh, 2016, when I met him and I gave him his favorite Gatorade at the Arizona Fall-Star game. Always liked the kid. So I was really happy last year when he had his Lynn Sanity run. But, uh, you know, his Tebow time run. Unfortunately, both of those ended in fiery car crashes. And it seems like that's exactly how Taylor Ward's time is ending. Because uh, in his last seven, he's batting .095. In his last 15, he's batting .222. And in his last 30, my man is batting .219. Mm. Yeah. Taylor Ward, where we sit, is cooked. His defense is bad. He's not reading the ball off the bat. I don't know what the hell is going on with him. I don't know how many options he has left, but something tells me if he has any left after this, uh, this would be his last opportunity to figure it out. But um, I don't know. Taylor Ward, really, really big downside right now. You know, Mickey Moniak's the hot hand right now. How long will he stay hand, uh, hot? That's the million-dollar question. He's always been a 4A guy. Can he prove that he can stay this hot? That's going to be the tough thing because last year Taylor Ward proved that he could stay hot and look what happened. Yeah, and that's the thing. I, like what we talked about on the post game show last night was like the three big players that you would involve to get maybe that starter, those two relievers you need to go down the stretch with Moniac's emergence, Neto's emergence, the rest of that infield between Urshela, uh, Drury, and you know uh, uh, now Walsh back in the lineup. And you got Soto there too. The three big guys. Let me ask you guys this: Are these three going to be on the roster after the trade deadline? Louis Renifo, Joe Adele, and David Fletcher. Two out of those three guys will for sure be gone. Which two out of three? That's a great question. But I don't think all three of them are still in the organization come the trade deadline. Honestly, I think the least likely to get traded out of that bunch is David Fletcher. Okay. Um, I don't know if the I know we, we had it on good authority from our inside sources that the team was not sold on David Fletcher. And that became apparent when they got Gio Rochella, you know, they got uh, Brandon Drury. Um, but yeah, I, I think Adele's probably gone. I, I think they need to get whatever they can for him at this point. Um, and I think Suarez is another guy you want to throw in there. I, I think he could possibly be gone too. Okay. Gordon. Yeah. Yeah, I think Renhefo and Adele are not not going to make it. Um, I think Fletcher stays in the organization. I think um, I think Fletcher is a hometown kid as well, and I think he that's is, yes. he's solely the reason why he's staying. <laughs> Sadly, <laughs> like not you know, and not anything against David Fletcher. I was actually a huge David Fletcher fan. Um, you know, I but for some reason I I don't know what it is about us as an Angels organization, but we're like, oh, hometown kid, come play for us. Yeah, you can stay here as long as you <laughs> yeah. want. Um, you know, but, um, I honestly think Renhefo and Adele, if anything should, I think it would be a nice trade package for, you know, a team looking for an outfielder and a utility because Renhefo is a utility. You can kind of plug him in whenever you do need, you know, if somebody's hurt, um, or something of that caliber. So I think that would be a nice little trade package for somebody. Um, um, I would definitely like a, a bullpen pitcher, a shutout guy mm -hmm. me in my perfect little head. Well, let me ask you guys this real quick before we move on. Which which one of those players can trump one of the starters or the bench guys on this roster to hold a spot if they're not going to get traded? Like, which is, you know, who would it be that they trump? I think David Fletcher would eventually come back up if he can stay hot uh, as, a, as a bench piece. I don't think he's going to be a starter. But okay. um, the reason why I can see him getting on that list is because uh, he's getting paid, what, $6 million. So... 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Doing the same thing, Courtney? Or? No, Renhifo. I'll pick Renhifo. Okay. Um, I don't think Adele can outplay any of our outfielders at this point. Um, I've never been sold on Adele. I, In fact, I hate the man. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> I don't like him. I'm sorry. As an outfielder myself, I have never been sold on Joe Adele. Um, but I think Renhifo, if anything, um, but he definitely needs to be more consistent with his hitting. Um, and he needs to get his little legs going a little bit faster on the bases. I don't know why. I know he's a fast man. You can see it. You can see him trying to go, but his legs will not cooperate. Um, see, when you say that, I picture uh, my dad has a video of me when I'm trying to go on the stage where I'm not supposed to, when a guy's giving a speech. And he picked yeah. me up and my legs are still moving. Yeah, that's <laughs> how Renhevo runs. I don't know. But I think with some more consistent hitting um, and honestly, just just being left in one spot, honestly, because I know we plug in Renhevo in a lot of places. I think he started, what, third yesterday at or at third base? Yeah, he's been in the outfield all over the place. Yeah, I think we've already I think Gooby mentioned it. He's already started in five positions for us this season alone. Um, it's like this man's all around like a gigolo in Buena Park. Pretty much. A Buena uh, Park gigolo. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty low. <laughs> wow, that's a low blow. But, I would have said Indio, but you know. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but overall, just leave him alone in one spot. Like if, if he is going to be the backup second baseman, let him be the backup second baseman or, or middle infielder. Let's just say that because some people say it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think so, but whatever. Um, but Courtney doesn't know ball. I don't, I don't know baseball. I'm a softball player. It's different. It's harder, whatever. Um, so that, that would be my critique. Renhifo can do it as long as we kind of let him, let him do it, I should say. Okay. That's fair enough. It's just because I bring that up because those seem to be the three likely candidates. And I, and I forgot about Suarez there, like Fernando brought up as possible players that, you know, teams will give us something, uh, you know, if they're either trying to shed contracts or they have some players that are major league ready, they won't part with too many prospects, but they'll take our prospects, which is basically, you know, Adele and Renifo still hasn't, we haven't seen the full potential of him, but we kind of seen Fletcher and kind of seen Suarez. So I think those, yeah, those guys are probably the, have the most potential to be moved. Okay. Yeah, I, I can agree with you. Uh, in terms of diving into the games here, um, I don't think we need to do any kind of significant deep dives. Uh, it, it's been a, it's been a good series. I mean, the first game, the really thing I want to touch on is Jaime Berea looked really good. Five innings, no earned runs, struck out six. His season ERA is now down to 1.61. Seems like he might have bumped Silseth out of that starting rotation role. Uh, I like Silseth out of the bullpen, to be honest with you guys. I think he's much better in that role. Um, and we saw that here. He went two innings, and they were two problem-free innings. Do you guys think Berea, for now, has kind of won that starting rotation spot? Um, you know what? I was against you when you talked about Silseth real quick. Um, I thought stretching him out all year to be a starter just to throw him in the bullpen was going to hurt his mechanics. But it's actually made him better, and he looks better in the bullpen. So you're right on that one. It's because his velocity, man. His velo's down. You know, yeah. his velo, I think, was down like 94 when he was, you know, getting into the third time through the lineup. As a starting pitcher, especially as a righty, 94, you're not going to blow it past too many guys. Yeah, it's actually so, very hittable. 
Yeah. But, but, but that's trout. <laughs> well, yeah, but we're unfortunately trout's on our team, so you can't pitch to him. Yeah. Um, he is starting to catch up with the fastball lately. He's starting to look a little better. So yeah, four home runs in the last eight games, so not bad. Maybe he's yeah. getting going. Yeah. yeah, let's hope so. Yeah, but but I will say this though about Jaime with that start and the way he's pitched. Um, I like I like him a lot right there. Um, and and maybe Suarez doesn't get that spot back. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens when he comes back from the Phantom DH or er, deal. <laughs> IL. IL. My IL. apologies. Yeah, no, I was, I was definitely surprised uh, with Jaime. Um, definitely not disappointed though. Uh, it was a really good start for him. Um, I definitely think he he took whoever spot, whoever it is, whether it be Suarez, <laughs> whether it be Suarez, um, Silseth. Um, I think he's definitely at least earned another start, um, to say the least. So um, I I like what he performed. I like the way he performed that game. Um, yeah, definitely for Silseth. Um, unfortunately, when he does start getting around that second, third time in the lineup, his velocity goes down, uh, which can be concerning. Um, you know, especially when you get up against these, you know, a good hitting team, um, they basically know that all we have to do is kind of just wear this guy out. Um, and that could mean anything. That could honestly just mean you know, taking a, taking a count deep, you know, fouling away balls. You just know that that starting pitcher is going to get tired um, and start losing that velocity. So still Seth being moved to the bullpen, I think is definitely a better move for us, at least right now at this point, uh, given what he's um, the way he's performed and Jaime deserves another start. All right. So let's go on to game two on that good note. Uh, Griffin Canning comes in and throws arguably the best game of his career. Seven innings pitched, no earned runs, struck out five, and his season ERA is now down to 4.95. What did you guys think out of Griffin Canning's performance? Uh, I was very impressed on the movement on his pitches because, like you said, his you know his fastball tops out of ninety five. That's not you know you got to get more creative the second third time around if you've got that kind of fastball. But he was the key was his walks were down. I know he had three walks, but that's down from what he usually is at around six. So he wasn't throwing too many pitches, and he's not a strikeout pitcher. He's he's all about keeping the pitches down, getting ground balls or getting flyouts, and he's a contact type pitcher. And he utilized everything, you know, real, real good. And and uh, he was Bello wasn't bad either. He made two bad mistakes in the game, but other than that, he almost matched him uh, pitch for pitch. So it was a fun game. Both games went two hours only, and uh, you know, I was very impressed by Griffin Canning and the rest of that bullpen. Yeah, in his last three starts, he's only walked six batters, so his control is obviously getting a little better. Yep. Make sure you check out our sponsor over at 714 Tickets. They take pride in providing their customers with transparent pricing and excellent service. With 714 Tickets, you don't have to worry about hidden fees or surprises at checkout. The price you see is the price you pay. Plus, our team is dedicated to ensuring that you have the best shopping experience possible. And as a special thank you, we're offering a 10% discount on your purchase as well as entering you in a drawing for a free Halo's jersey. Also, 5% cash back on your purchase. Only when you use the promotional code HITI at checkout. That's H-I-T-I, HITI. Get ready to shop with confidence and discover great deals today over at 714 Tickets. 
Yeah, I mean, the movement was there. Um, I feel like, you you know, you do have some pitchers that are really just movement pitchers. Um, you know, they have that spin. You have pitchers that are obviously just, you know, fastball pitchers. Um, but I think Canning really utilized everything that that he had in his arsenal um, as far as spin, control, movement, and everything. Um, so, again, no complaints from me. It was honestly a good game. Uh, I was definitely surprised with the start because um, I know one of the things that our broadcasters always mention is how, you know, he kind of had a two-year hiatus, you know, the injuries and everything like that. Um, so that's always kind of concerning when you hear, you know, when you hear things like that. For the longest, I almost considered ourselves a rehab team, you know, wh whoever needs yeah. whoever needs some rehab, whoever needs some, some physical therapy, just come join the Angels. Uh, we'll give it to you obviously. And, um, you know, but it was a good start for canning. Um, definitely no complaints and, you know, he looks good. Yeah. I'm really happy with what I've seen out of him lately. You know, my whole thing is every, during every single one of his games, you always kind of hold your breath. Cause it's always like a, when is he going to get hurt? Not an if obviously we don't cheer for that at all. You know, the guy has good stuff and we've seen that over the years, his problem has always been maintaining his health. So, you know, for his sake, because he's such a young guy and says he has so much promise, I really, really hope he can stay healthy because uh, a healthy Griffin Canning could be a very, very serviceable pitcher. Uh, one guy who I want to ask you guys about, Matt Dice. We're all ready to eat crow uh, on talking trash about Matt Dice, right? I, I think we're we're deep enough in this run now where this guy was literally batting zero, 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 mm -hmm. like a month into the season. And now this man is almost batting 300. So that means that he was batting four to 500 for a substantial period of time because now he's hovering near 300. That's crazy. We're, we're all eating crow together, right? Yeah, I think so because I was a guy I always made fun of him. You know, he has those squinty eyes, you know, the beady eyes. And, you know, yeah. he's like – Gets high with Cody Bellinger. Yeah, I say, like, bro, I'm so high. I can't even see a ball right now. I'm so wasted. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's how that's how I thought he was gonna be. I thought he was a forever four A guy because you know he had him and, and and Ward had been have been ruined and possibly could have been where they're at now a few years ago had they just been steadily groomed as the players they were brought in to be. And and it looks like for whatever reason, you know, Thais has flipped the switch. He's found his chi and he's hitting the ball good. And uh he's going the opposite field. Um, you know, he's he's not making those dumb mistakes like he did early in the season too. So he's turning into a, a serviceable catcher. He's not throwing it into the outfield like Suzuki. Um, so I'm impressed. Uh I, I'm super Eden Crow because again, I thought with uh, our platoon of catchers was going to be Stassi and and um, Ohapi. And the fact that we don't have Ohapi, I thought, crap, we're screwed. We're going to have to trade early for a catcher, get fleeced by somebody, or sign Sanchez. And, boy, I'm glad that didn't happen, and I'm glad that Wallach and, and Thice are coming through. Yeah, yeah, I am definitely eating crow. Um, he's, in his last 30, guys, he's buying 311. In his last 15, he's batting 282. And his last seven, he's batting 250. So, yeah, he's tapering off a little bit. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, we'll take that out of a backup catcher any day. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. It's going to be a really, really interesting situation when Stassi decides to come back. You know, I know he's still dealing with this whatever-the-hell family thing he's dealing with. It must be something pretty damn serious at this point. You know, and that's no disrespect to him. I'm just saying, I mean, we're – 50 games into the season, man. We're almost through the COVID year. 
And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> still, man, Stassi is gone. So it must be something. But uh, it's going to be an interesting situation, especially if we're talking about potentially making the playoffs come, you know, September. We're going to be trending toward Ohapi coming back. Then what? If Matt Dice is still in the hell, let's just be realistic here, 250 ballpark. You know, Wallach's probably going to be down by then. I, I can't imagine he's going to he's going to stick around, though he's been very serviceable as well. Um, we're talking about a potential logjam at catcher, which is not what we expected here at all. Yeah, I could definitely say that one thing that I like about Dice, at least the way that his recent batting approaches have been, is that he's not trying to do too much. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, I feel like, again, it's the machismo thing. I don't know if it's a man thing or an us thing, um, but he's just base hits, you know, base hit in the gap. If there's a hole on the right side, he'll find it. You know, if there's a hole, you know, five, six hole, he'll hit it. Um, and I think it's just one of those things where sometimes that, that, it can be taught, but sometimes it can't be taught. Um, you just have to have the baseball knowledge for that. And it, it structurally, it does not look like he has baseball knowledge sometimes, but he's been <laughs> proving us wrong. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, he's been coming in clutch a couple of times, um, you know, so I'm very surprised, um, but impressed with Thice. And, you know, I was also one of those people, I've been calling him Barney Rubble for the past two years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, he, he's been doing well. I mean, what can we say? You know, we're down, we're down our two starting catchers, or at least the catchers that we thought we were going to have in our starting lineup between Stasi and Ohapi. Um you know, so our two backups have really served us well. And I never thought we would be in this position to where we could say both of our backups have, have stepped up shockingly. Cause I feel like catching has been an issue for us the past couple of years, ever since social left. Um, so honestly, I'm, even social's last couple of years, I mean, who was our best catcher, Courtney, maybe besides Maldonado. I know facts. And the reason why we got rid of Maldonado, he, he can't hit. Um, he still can't hit, but the Astros make up for that. So I'm pretty sure we got Sandoval for him though. So it's cool. It's fine. That works so, out. Yeah. yeah. yeah really I'm happy. Barney Rubble's doing good. Is Barney Rubble the guy from the Flintstones? Yes. yes. The Yabba they, Dabba bitch. Yeah. Oh God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta I gotta admit this though, guys. I've watched Angels baseball for so long. To hear Fernando say we have a log jam possibly with like three, four good catchers. I, I, whenever we've had a, a, a franchise catcher, whether it be Benji Molina, Lance Parrish, way back in the day, um, you know, uh, Napoli, we've all, they've always had a, a complete fall off. Like the, the backup is, is just God awful trash. You know, he's just there to hold the gear, I guess. And the fact that we got, you know, okay, a couple guys are down next two guys up, you know, and, and, you know, for Wallach being mostly a four, a guy himself, he's, defensively i'm so happy with him the way he calls a game and then you know you just need a little occasional power or, or a hit or two and he provides it you know sometimes he's not all there he he went through a stretch of uh eight strikeouts and ten at bats but then he got it going again and and you know thice has been like you said a, a godsend too so i mean yeah man this is i think this could be the year that you know that i that i've just been like wow we have a lot of catchers actually <laughs> You know, here's one thing I say, because we're accused all the time on this network about not being positive and being haters. 
So for those of you guys who think that, uh, listen to me here because I'm going to say something positive. We're, I've said so many times over these last three seasons, you're only as strong as your weakest link. And one thing that I love about this Angels team so far, these 50 games I've seen, is the fact that they have that next man up mentality. Look at catcher, man. When Logan Ohapi went down, we could have been down and out. It yep. could have been over. Nope. This team figured it out. Matt Dice was like, you know what? I am that guy. I am that yabba dabba bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and look at Minnie Mo- Mickey Moniak, man, coming out here proving that he's the, the best Mickey in Anaheim. You know, uh, our weakest links right now, Taylor Ward. And I, I'm not going to count Walsh because he just got up here. And Brandon Drury? Mm-hmm. If those are your two weakest links on your roster, you're not in a bad position. And I guess by default, because of his batting average, you have to throw Neto in there. And obviously, he's not a weak link. So once again, man, we're talking about a team that is pretty good. You know, and what I like about this team we don't always consistently rely on Trout and Otani to bail us out. Rendon's been out for, you know, for 10 games now. And cool. And then this team is thriving and surviving without him. What I'm saying here is that this team has been fun to watch this early in the season. Had there been frustrating games? Sure. Frustrating losses? Absolutely. But most of those are stemming from the lack of consistency out of the bullpen. Overall, I I hope I'm not eating crow for this. I this is a good Angels team. Will they be better? Hopefully. Can they be better with some moves? Absolutely. But as of right now, this is a good Angels team and probably one of the best ones we've seen in 10 years. We're about to go on a 10-game losing streak right now. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll be because you said it, not me. I didn't say anything. Last year okay. I called uh, I called that we were gonna start losing. I just didn't think it was going to be 14 games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You said we're going to hit a cold spot at a certain, you know, or a certain time where we lose six out of eight, nine out of 10. You said something like that, but we're going to regroup. And uh, you, you, uh, the regroup part didn't come through. <laughs> uh, I didn't say what happened next, uh, this season. I said oh, okay. what happened next season, which is this year. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying too. I mean, real quick, I think this team can, can really be good this year. And, and really, really do some things, but it's all about consistency. And if the bullpen's getting in into gear, it looks like the starting pitching's calming down against some good opponents. Uh, if the hitting can just be anywhere close to being good and trout and all that stuff, I mean, this, this could be a fun summer. It could be. I mean, you know, with, with the exception of Estevez and Matt Moore, the rest of the bullpen has been a very, very, very mixed bag. It's been very inconsistent. You have one or two good outings from somebody. You start to trust them a little bit, and then it kind of goes haywire. Yeah, they break your heart. I think the one thing, at least maybe I'm not understanding, um, and if if I'm not understanding, please somebody inform me because I'm a woman. Um, I'm, <laughs> I am not understanding why we are letting pitchers call their own game. Um, and I think maybe that's just a critique and it's not just the angels. I've seen other starting pitchers do it as well with the pitch com. Um, you know, I think Anderson is doing it today or was doing it today. Um, Otani calls his own pitches as well. Not to say that it's terrible. I would just hope that as a MLB pitcher, you have the wherewithal to know that if one of your pitches isn't working, maybe don't consistently throw it. Um, 
and that that's kind of just I guess my own critique or question um and I would I would hope there's a method to that in order to correct it or you know who takes over if that happens like would it be Thice or would it be you know god forbid my wise in there or you know whoever we have I don't know I understand why Otani calls his own pitches because he has such a large arsenal that, you know, you, you can't sit there, you know, in what, seven to eight seconds and have him shake off 25 pitches. So I understand why Otani has to call his own pitches. The guy can literally throw anything he wants. Mm-hmm. Literally, yeah. this man can pitch everything. <laughs> <laughs> so that one makes sense to me. But, yeah, in terms of everyone else, I completely agree with you. You know, Tyler Anderson is getting lit up as it is, you know. Obviously, he had a good outing today, and the last one was pretty decent. But uh, yeah, just you know, just a question. Real quick question for me is okay. uh, <laughs> Loop. How long is he on the squad? Speaking of getting lit up, forty-eight hours. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't make it to the end of the month. Okay. And you yeah. said forty-eight hours, Courtney. <laughs> yeah, I like maybe if anything, he goes out Friday. If, and if he messes up, that's it. Done that day, Saturday morning. He we'll see him on the chopping block. So I Sunday, just don't know who would replace him. So Sunday, fine. you don't want to hear his country music? No, I do not. It's fine. We could get a fan to replace him at this point. <laughs> I don't even care. <laughs> now pitching for your angels, Rally Chris. <laughs> he's not coming out of the bullpen, folks. He's scared. He is. And he's hungry. <laughs> Somebody feed the boy. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, okay, if Raleigh Chris ever has a pitch during a major league game, for the love of God, that's one time I really, really hope Randy's in the booth. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that? What is happening in Anaheim? <laughs> now, we all know that if Raleigh Chris went up there to pitch on a major league mound, like he'd mow through the lineup because they'd be like, what is this pitch? <laughs> that's typically what happens. A yeah. position player comes up and they end up pitching well because they're not used to 24 miles an hour. Can he get it to the catcher, though? That's my thing. I don't know. I've never seen him throw a ball. All right. Well, now pitching for the Angels, Carly Ray Jepsen. <laughs> <laughs> or 50 Cent. Those are some of the worst celebrity pitches of all time. Oh, yeah. 50 Cent was <laughs> Was 50 Cent the guy who hit the guy in the nads? No, he just, he just okay. threw it super wide. I knew that happened like at a Red Sox game. I think somebody threw one and it hit someone in the, <laughs> in the gonads. <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh. Uh, good times. All right, so let's real quick talk about this upcoming series because I know Todd has to get to the post-game show here. Yes, he does. Let's wait for this. Oh, uh, but while I wait for this to load, Todd, where can the folks get tickets if they want to join us on Sunday or for any other event upcoming? 714 tickets, 714 tickets in the apply now code. Put the 10, put the uh, Heaty H I T I to get 10% off of any ticket purchases. No matter how many times you use it, you'll get that 10% off. And there's no hidden fees, no extra service charges. The price you see is the price you get after the 10%. There you go. Use it and abuse it like a gigolo in Buena Park. All right. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Now, let's just say the gigolo experience goes bad and now you're depressed. Where can you go to get some pre or post game beers? Well, if you want to drink your sorrows away, <laughs> go to Noble L at the brewing company, just five minutes, five to 10 minute walk from Anaheim Stadium. It's right off Catella and Sweet B. You can go over there and get drinks at any time. It doesn't even have to be when we're there. It's just say Halo's in the infield and they'll give you a dollar off your drinks. 
And then they have two for nine specials as well. And when we are there after the seventh inning on uh, June 10th, there's buy one, get one free. Yeah, I'm super excited to try their beers on Sunday after the game. Uh, that's, I, I guess that's probably an open invite. We've already mentioned it a couple of times. So if any of you guys are going to the game on Sunday, or if you guys just want to skip the game and just meet us at Noble Ale afterward, I think the bulk of us are going to be there. I don't know if Courtney will be there because she's going to have oh, her. We her have there. a child, so I don't think we will be attending that that feng shui, but that's okay. Hey now. Got a sense of that one. Mean but, girls uh, reference. Mean girls reference. Um, you guys, Walsh was got put into pinch hit and he got walked. So I'm happy. There we go. Good job, King. Chin up, King. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about Friday's game against the Marlins, who are projected to be 500. I, I don't know if they have any games tomorrow, but they are 25 and 25 as we record this. Jesus Lozardo, three and three with a three point eight three ERA and sixty three strikeouts, is going up against the one, the only Reed Detmers, who is zero and three with a four point eight seven ERA and fifty three Ks. Does our boy get his first win of the young season? I'm going to say yes. He he pitched very good the other night. Uh, deserved the win. Didn't got the no decision. Obviously, thanks to the bullpen. But uh, I'm I'm going to give him a, 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 the win in this one. Don't hate me. He's going to get an L. <laughs> oh, he's going to get an L. Okay, please share. An L, an L or a no decision. Um, I don't know. I there's just something I'm I'm not too sure how often we've played Miami in the past because I know this is finally the first year where we play everybody. Um, for some reason when it kind of comes to teams that we haven't played often, I I just feel like there's like a a very confused factor like we kind of forgot how to play uh or we don't know what's coming because we don't play often well we don't play that team often I feel like that's just going to be the game where people are all like what do we do um so he's either going to get the L or no decision but I think overall we do lose that game I'm not going to say it's Detmer's fault but we lose the game because everybody forgets what happened especially because it's after a day off and you know because that's not enough time to rest Oh, Aaron Loop just got put into the game, so stay tuned for that. Um, the, Courtney might have gotten her wish early. Aaron Loop's going <laughs> to blow this game single-handedly. All right, I think we take a win this game. All right, Shohei Otani, Saturday. Again, he's 5-1 with the 3.05 ERA and 80 Ks against Edward Cabrera, who is 3-4 with the 5.05 ERA and 61 strikeouts. I'm giving the Angels the win in this one. Okay, is it because of Otani? It's the Otani factor. If it was Sandoval going up against the pitcher, I would have given the win to uh, the Marlins. Wow. Okay, Courtney? Dub. 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 Yeah, I'm going dub all the way, too. All right. So, uh, so far, I'm predicting the Rally Chris special. Let's see what happens for Sunday's game when we will all be attendants at Sweet 78. So, make sure to let us know if you're going to be at the game. Uh, we'll probably be around. Uh, Yuri Perez, who is one one with the 3.86 ERA and 16 Ks against the uh, Courtney's husband, Patrick Sandoval, who is three and three with 3.47 ERA and 34 strikeouts. Guys, double L. Give me a second straight broom because we're using one tonight. We're going to use one against the Marlins. Ooh, we get the dub. dub. All right. So she's predicting a rally Chris special. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I'm with Todd on this one. Break out the broom. I think we get it done. I think the <laughs> Angels run. I think the Angels run six straight. You know, I I have not seen the Angels lose in person yet, and I don't plan on doing it now. So we're gonna have the Hitty crew together and the extended friend group of us. So why not? Let's send me back. Let's send me back to Texas with the dub, huh? I think we might do that because the way that they're the way that they're playing right now. And the fact that possibly, you know, because I called for a five and two homestand. I, I I called for a homer thing on on my post game, and and I, I was thinking, man, I shouldn't have said that they'll probably go three and four, but they look really good right now, and I, I could see them, you know, running away and sweeping the rest of this homestand. Yeah. So now that we predicted a sweep, they're either going to get swept or they will sweep. <laughs> there's just, there's there's no in between. I don't think Courtney's going to be right on this one because it's going to be one of the extremes. Yeah. It's going to be sweep or get swept. Yeah. Now that we call for it. So I know. And I've been completely wrong this season too with my predictions. And even though I was not on the last podcast, um, I am still, you guys, I graduate in two weeks. I'm so excited. Um, but I predicted on my own in my own home that we would go one and two against the Red Sox. And obviously I was completely wrong. Um, so I feel like I probably would have predicted the same thing. Like, cause obviously now it's easy to be like, Oh, I would have said sweep, but no, I feel like, you know, I might've given a rally Chris special, but I certainly wouldn't have said sweep. Yeah. So, you know, but I was wrong. I admit when I'm wrong most of the time. Uh, so there we go. Okay. Yeah. I, I wasn't Did, asked Nick that question. Would he confirm? Yes, he would. Okay. I'm going to ask him on Sunday. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask him. That's fine. I might go cry in the corner because him life. and I share cookies. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, I mean, that's it for, for the series. Uh, that's, that's it for, in terms of, uh, what I'm excited for 50 games in, um, I've already kind of laid it out there, guys. I I think that this is a, a very talented angels team. I think they're, de- they definitely need a couple pieces. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I'm frustrated that the Dodgers are all of a sudden like the hottest team in baseball. What the hell happened? Yeah. Uh, this team literally mailed it in and, uh, they're somehow winning. That's amazing. That's the, okay. My wish is about to come true. Uh, Aaron Loop just gave a, a leadoff walk to Connor Wong after a ten pitch battle. So there's that. Uh, uh, there you go. Here, here comes, we go. Uh, buckle in, buckle in, boys and girls. Uh, Texas stays hot, man. Uh, we might need to start taking the Rangers a lot more serious than we have been because uh, fifty games in, it, you know, that's a that's a sample size for sure. Houston's Houstoning again, unfortunately. Yep. Uh, we're in a situation where the AOS might be one of the better, uh, one of the better divisions in baseball, along with the AL East. Yeah, I mean, the right now the Rangers they beat the Pirates again, so the best we're going to do tonight stay within four games. And uh, Houston, you know, fell back again today, so they're three back. But uh, yeah, this this is going to be a tough division. Um, you know, I don't expect Texas to just up and disappear. Uh, I, wow. I think they're still going to fade around August and September. That's my my thing on it. But uh, but for right now, this is going to be a tight series. Uh, I'm interested to see what they do against Baltimore. Uh, Texas has Baltimore and the resurgence of Detroit. Detroit's been playing much better baseball, surprisingly good baseball. They're 22 and 25. Uh, they're only two and a half back of the Twins. Uh, they're, they're, That's a candy-ass division, though. It is a candy-ass division, but – the Tigers have been beating some pretty good teams. Our boy Lorenzen's uh, been doing some good stuff for them. 
Yeah, Lorenzen was a Nick's man crush there. He he still is his man crush. He <laughs> loves that guy just because of how the size of his arms. That's the most yoked picture pitcher besides Chapman um that I've seen. Um I will ask because I'm very curious is are we at all disappointed um, or surprised about the failure of the Mariners so far? Um, Because I feel like there's a lot of hype surrounding them, at least when we started, you know, they, they, you know, they give um, the kid it's escaping me Rodriguez that that huge contract. Um, They also have Castillo, um, you know, as a starting pitcher. So are we at all a little bit disappointed given the fact that, you know, sometimes they can be considered our rival for, you know, in a few cases? You know, I always, Seattle was just kind of always that team that was there for me. Uh, You know, just because they lost for so long, you almost kind of sympathized with them. You were like, oh, you know, those those poor losers. I don't want to even say like lovable losers, like, you know, because Todd and I have talked off air. Like, I feel like most baseball fans kind of like the Cubs. You know what I mean? Always kind of been lovable losers. They play in Wrigley. They have some pretty cool uniforms. They're historic. They were they're, they're lovable losers. You know, they finally won a World Series. The Mariners weren't exactly on that tier, but you know, I, I had some Mariner friends who were, you know, oh, we haven't made the playoffs in so long. You felt kind of bad for them, you know. So you kind of threw them a bow and they made it last year. You're like, oh, you know, whatever. You guys did it. And then they got cocky out of nowhere. And I'm just like, whoa, whoa, let's chill out. It's like San Diego Padres fans. You know what I mean? Y- y'all finally made the playoffs in the uh, the pandemic year. And all of a sudden, everyone's a Padres fan. Oh, my guys, I lived here for 20 years. All of a sudden, everyone's wearing Padres shirts and jerseys. And I'm just like, okay, here's all the fake fans. It's like when the Warriors won, when they started to get good, you know, 10 years ago. Sorry, Mateo. I know you're listening. Um <laughs> But, you know, I know Mateo's a fan. But you know what I mean. There are so many bandwagon uh, bandwagon Warriors fans, just like there was bandwagon Seahawks fans during the Legion of Boom days. Todd wasn't a bandwagon Seahawks fan, but I'm sure he got annoyed when all of a sudden everyone in the world was a Seahawks fan. Yeah, I mean, there's a Seahawks fan, a true one, and then there's a the 12s, which are phony, and they, they, they're like the Halo honks. They're very annoying. But yeah, uh, that's what I'm not looking forward to. You know, the days where the angels are good again, you know, let, praise Jesus is going to happen one day. Who knows if it'll be this year, but Roger Lodge is actually having a halo honk night here pretty soon. I think it's, oh. it's I think it's either Friday or Saturday, dude. So you've got oh. to kidding me. Yeah, no, that you got to go, Todd. You have to try to get tickets and wear your Halo Honk jersey. Please. <laughs> Please. I want you to take a picture with that man. Yeah, too. I got to. I got to. You have to. Yeah, that'll probably be when you're put on some kind of list. Yeah, I'm gonna lot back, but exactly. oh, here we go. But yeah, that's 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 my whole thing with Seattle. You know, no, I don't feel I, I don't feel bad that they're struggling at all. I hope they continue <laughs> to scuffle, and I hope this time they double their playoff drought. Yeah, I think they're they're a team that. Uh, has greatly um, underachieved, like Courtney said. Um, their their hitting has not progressed from last year, like a lot of people thought it would. Uh, maybe they needed to keep the wanker over there, uh, but uh, you know, they they shipped him out to Milwaukee. He's not really tearing it up over there, but he was definitely an important piece in Seattle. And they're not scoring right now, and their pitching hasn't lived up to the hype. And Julio Rodriguez isn't exactly killing the ball. So yeah, I mean, I'd like them to stay where they're at. Because we already have enough competition in this division. Yeah, we don't need more. 
Yep. Yeah, I think maybe it was just more the perspective because I love how the media is just so negative on us or or really sometimes lack thereof but we always have this media storm because of what we do and obviously that's solely because we have two of the greatest players in baseball um Mike Trout and Shohei Otani both on this team uh, but I feel like there was just a point in time especially since the Mariners did make it to the playoffs last year um and there was uh, there was just some hype surrounding them you know at the start of the season so i was just very curious and obviously their production has been lackluster at best and i love how luke gives up another run hey we won though oh there we go thank god about time yeah hopefully that's enough for uh, aaron luke though to get that the young dfa i would 48 like 48 hours 48 hours starting now <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Loop is my 13th reason if I had to watch him pitch again. Oh, no. In an Angels <laughs> uniform. <laughs> I hope he pitches in a Dodgers uniform. Now I, now I say that. We know he's going to be lights out if he goes to the Dodgers. Oh, yeah. He'll, All yeah, of he'll... a sudden, the best closer in baseball. <laughs> Always happens. Yeah, right. All right. Uh, I know Todd has to run and do the post game. Anything else in closing besides see the fans on Sunday? Yeah, I'm just looking forward to it. Looking forward to hanging out with you. It's been a long time. And hanging out with Courtney and everyone else that shows up, and James and and Dominique, so it should be fun. Dominic's not coming. Oh, okay. Well, in theory, you know, we'll, we'll have his yeah. in our hearts. Uh, in, our, in our hearts, we'll have a picture of him up there. Oh, and by the way, I figured out the last time we hung out, Todd. It was my last Angels game last year, the uh, 2002 World Series celebration day. That's because right. we were like, was it the softball game? No, it was that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't come to my wedding, which ended up being a good thing. <laughs> oh, no. Maybe, maybe the next one. Maybe the next one. There you go. That's, Hopefully hey, that one at least lasts three months. You come to my next one as well. <laughs> well, I mean, you actually have a next one that you're looking forward to. Well, by that time, as fast as you work, you might have one as well. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right. Well, if any of you guys uh, – here on the news that a man got thrown off of uh, the big A on Sunday. It was probably me throwing Todd off. Hey, WWE well, style. By God, no. <laughs> the AMA 30 studio window. All of a sudden, Roger's going to be like, oh, no, well, who's that? Who went flying out the window? <laughs> if you would like to sign up to be Fernando's next wife, we'll be hosting auditions <laughs> and interviews Sunday afternoon. Uh, please meet us at Suite 78. <laughs> Please, please don't uh, audition me off like that. I'm, I'm yeah. terrified to see who would show up. Hey, oh, probably Chris in a wig. Yeah, you have a bunch of Kia Souls showing up. But uh, uh, yeah. yeah, you're not allowed to come. I'm not interested in anybody who has a Kia Soul, a Nissan Altima, or a Volkswagen Jetta, apparently, because that's what our fans told me to stay away from. And I've dated a woman with all of those cars. So uh, if you have a bus pass, I guess it's a plus. Yeah, if you're in the Orange County, the Octa transit system he's all for you but uh, <laughs> but no I, it's not i don't throw that with shade man i, I acted fast myself so <laughs> i ain't gonna i can't I, I really shouldn't have said that yeah well for the record i truly hope to see your fiance on sunday i actually mean that i actually like her there you go cool cool you'll yeah. you'll, you'll get the meter i've met her multiple times well you know oh. what i mean see her in person with courtney just yeah. like that, she's flying through the AMA 30 window with you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, for everybody on the show, have a good one. Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye guys. <laughs>